Welcome to the Auburn City Council podcast. This is a recording of a regular Auburn City Council meeting. The council meets on the first and third Tuesday of each month. Meetings begin at 7 p.m. in council chambers at 141 North Ross Street, and they are live streamed on YouTube and Facebook. We'll call to order tonight's Committee of the Whole for the Auburn City Council meeting for March 1st, 2022. Certainly welcome to everybody that has joined us here live and online. Uh, the City Council should have the minutes from the February the 15th Auburn City Council meeting. The additions or corrections to those minutes, if there are not, is there a move to approve? So moved. Second. I have a motion and a second. All in favor, please say aye. Aye. Any opposed? Motion carries. Questions on the agenda for the City Manager? Any questions? Ms. Crouch, do you have anything for the City Council? I do. Item 7A2 on the agenda, the Historic Preservation Commission appointments. Uh, we had inadvertently uh, shown that as a six-year term. That's a three-year term. So when I announced that on the regular agenda, the terms will begin April 21st, 2022 and end in April 20th, 2025. Okay. All righty. Any other questions for the City Manager? All right. So move to adjourn. So moved. We are adjourned and we'll start the regular meeting right at seven o'clock. It's Auburn City Council meeting. Lindsay with the roll call. Dawson. Here. Dixon. Here. Griswold. Here. Hobie. Here. Parsons. Here. Smith. Here. Taylor. Here. Mitten. Here. Anderson. Here. Would you please rise for the reciting of the Pledge of Allegiance and then remain standing for a moment of silence. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. <clears throat> this is the first meeting of the month, and so we will start off with the Employee of the Month and Service Awards. Ron Anders, and I'm proud to introduce you to the City of Auburn's Employee of the Month for the month of March and many other outstanding employees with their service awards. Today, I'm proud to introduce you to our March Employee of the Month. I have a memorandum here by our from our Police Chief, Cedric Anderson, to our City Manager, Megan McGowan-Crouch. Ms. Crouch, I would like to nominate Officer Laverius Bryant as the City of Auburn's Employee of the Month. <coughs> Officer Bryant has been employed by the City of Auburn since April of 2015 and has been an exemplary police officer during that time. He has worked in the patrol section and currently serves in the position of school resource officer. Whenever he is observed interacting with citizens and students, his enthusiasm for his job is evident. He has spent countless hours mentoring young people during D.A.R.E. camps and volunteers to speak to various groups in our community. I also should mention that he participates in the National Night Out. Officer Bryan is always engaging and receives positive feedback from the school personnel and from Auburn citizens. On February the 3rd, 2022, at approximately 7.40 a.m., Officer Bryant was performing his duties as a school resource officer at Richland Road School. He was monitoring the student drop-off line at the front of the school when his attention was drawn to a situation occurring on Richland Road. As Officer Bryant moved towards the vehicles he observed, he observed stopped in the roadway, he heard what sounded like a gunshot. 
As he arrived at the stopped vehicles, he observed a subject suffering from what appeared to be a gunshot wound. Officer Bryant quickly took the person he believed to be responsible for inflicting the injury into custody and then began providing medical assistance to the injured person until other officers arrived at the scene. Officer Bryant provided continued support throughout the incident by assisting medical personnel, briefing investigators, and coordinating with school administrators to secure students and the school. He did not hesitate to approach and contain the incident, showing greater concern for others than himself. Officer Bryant's outstanding performance reflects his ability as an officer, but also speaks to his character as a caring individual, willing to face any situation to preserve the peace in our community. It is an honor to nominate Laverius Bryant to be recognized as the City of Auburn's Employee of the Month for the month of March. Congratulations. Thank you again to Laverius for what he is, does on a daily basis for our children at Richland Road, and thank you in particular for this outstanding job he did uh, recently out on Richland Road as well. Uh, and thank you to all of our employees who do a great job, and we're proud to recognize them every month. Under Mayor's announcements tonight, um, I do have a, a little bit of a list of things I'd wanted to go over. Um, speaking of public safety, all of the sheriffs from the, city, uh, from the counties in Alabama have been in town here over the last 72 hours, having their annual winter conference, and uh, it was great to go spend some time with them uh, on Monday morning. Uh, our couple of our schools have had some programs recently that they've asked me to be a part of. Ogletree School had a uh, what, is the, what is the day of a mayor like for their third graders, and I appreciate the invitation to come out there and spend some time with some of our great children. And then Drake Middle School recently honored Medal of Honor winner uh, awardee James Livingston, who was an Auburn grad uh, and was recognized for his valor in Vietnam. And it was great to meet Mr. Livingston the other day, and uh, they had a great program at Drake. Um, Sunday night, uh, I was invited to be a part of the SGA installation banquet, and um, what an encouraging couple of hours to spend with young people who are um, you know, trying to figure out their way of how they want to lead, where they want to go. Um, one group uh, said their goodbyes and another group was installed and it was just very encouraging to know the kind of young men and women that are going to school here at Auburn and that want to lead our student body. So I'm very proud and thankful to them. The Eagles pro program on campus just opened up a new office in the old, uh, Four Union <laughs> building and um, I was invited to be a part of their grand opening the other day. Again, a special program for um, uh, students with special needs and, and allowing them to have the Auburn experience as well and uh, I appreciate the invitation to come be a part of that. 
Uh, Vex Robotics was in town a couple of Saturdays ago. There was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of young people in town of all ages um, and their parents here for a number of days. And there was a lot of excitement in the old Memorial Coliseum, which uh, uh, has been kind of darkened over the years. But there was a lot of excitement and enthusiasm in there, and we appreciate all the effort to bring that uh, to Auburn. The War Eagle Run was last Sunday, and I appreciate our public safety uh, working so diligently with the people who organized that run. There was 2,500 runners that ran through Auburn a couple of Sunday mornings ago, and based on everything we understand at this point in time, it was very successful, and uh, we appreciate them selecting Auburn, um, but I do appreciate all of our public safety and employees, everything they did to make that happen. Um, this past week, uh, we had the Employee of the Month lunch, where we recognized all of our employees of the month, like Laverius, he'll be there next year. Um, again, it's great to be around our great employees who do a great job on behalf of our citizens every day and uh, just appreciate that special time to spend uh, with them. And then, um, let's see if I have anything left. I think that was all for me. I do want to say uh, good luck to the Auburn High School girls uh, basketball team. They're playing in the Final Four on Thursday morning against Vestavia Hills in Birmingham, and we certainly wish them the best. And that will cover it for me. Does anybody else from the council have any announcements they'd like to make tonight? I have one, please. Yes, please. Uh, today's Fat Tuesday, and I just wanted to say thank you um, to all the city departments, especially public safety, environmental services, public works, the downtown merchants, and our crew, the crew to Tigris, for a fantastic parade this past Saturday in downtown Auburn. I would account that there were thousands of families there in attendance, and it was a beautiful um as we call it, Chamber Saturday. And so I just want to say thank you to everybody for a collaborative effort and making it a great <clears throat> success. Okay. Anyone else? Yes, sure, Kelly. Um, the last council meeting, we had an action where the council, we decided to suspend the rules on the Planning Commission and Board of Education uh, um, applicants process. I just want to make clear, I had some questions over, since then. But the only thing we suspended was the time frame. We did not suspend the requirement to interview, apply, all those things. So we just adjusted the time frame. We are still going to have interviews. And just for, for the those, planning. For planning, excuse me, yes. for that, that key position. Yep. Thank you, Kelly, for clarifying that. Right. Anyone else on the council have an announcement? Yes, Mr. Mayor. Sure. Um, I wanted to report on behalf of the study group you initiated concerning murals. Uh, Mayor Pro Tem Witten and I, uh, and along with members of the planning staff, planning commission, Parks and Rec and uh, City Management met last night for our first meeting, and which was essentially just uh, uh, a plan for planning purposes. We established a schedule of meetings between now and May. We plan on meeting every other Monday uh, at James Buston Meeting Room at 4.30. Uh, <clears throat> the dates, if the public are interested, you are welcome to uh, sit and listen to the, the conversation that takes place at 4.30, March 14th, 28th, April 11th, April 25th, and possibly a joint meeting on May 2nd. Uh, last night we spent mostly planning, information gathering, and coordination with other stakeholders. We're in the process of coordinating meetings with representatives from uh, AO Tourism, City of Montgomery Art Commission, and the Jewel Collins uh, Smith Museum of Art. And we are also in the process of gathering <coughs> documents for review, such as the 2009 Downtown Focus Group Plan, 
<clears throat> last year's planning department document presentation regarding murals and researching other cities' approaches, and I will keep you informed on a regular basis of uh, the work that's ongoing. Thank you, Mr. Parsons. Real quick, yes. Mayor. Um, just wanted to commend Officer Bryan on his recognition and say I, I get to interact with him almost daily. He's at my kiddo's school, and beyond the heroic call, answering the call of duty, just seeing Officer Bryan makes me feel good about the safety at the school, but also not only the safety aspect, seeing him interact with my daughter and the other students, it just really shines a light on the wonderful work that the Auburn Police Department does and, and what a great program we have with, with SRO. Um, so I, I couldn't imagine a better choice for this employee of the month. Good. Thank you, Brett. I agree. They all do a great job. Okay. Anyone else? Yes, Mayor, if I may. Sure, Tom. Uh, I'd like to ask each one of you to say a prayer. This coming Friday, uh, March the 4th, it's the anniversary. Uh, back in 2008, we lost Ms. Lauren Burke on March the 4th. I'll never forget it. And I ask none of you ever forget it, especially our students. When you're out and about, uh, remember, be aware of your surroundings. Uh, it was a horrible night. And my thoughts and prayers are always with her family, but especially this week, I'll talk to her dad on March the 4th. I have every night, every, every March the 4th since she, she was murdered, brutally murdered, I might add, out on North College Street. <coughs> so, uh, something you never get over. And I pray for her family this week, and I ask that each of you take time to remember her, because I, I don't want her to ever be forgotten. Uh, it's a horrible thing. And then on March the 5th, 2015, we lost Chief Frank DeGraffenry, one of the finest men ever to work in this department, in the police department. And that's something, too, I never will forget and get over. He was a very fine man. He, he led the police department through the merger with the Auburn University Police Department. That took a lot of leadership, and I, I just don't want his memory to ever be forgotten either. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, Chief. Okay, anyone else? Mayor, if I may, sure. um, did you report on Committee of the Whole? I did not. It'll be a brief report, but nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was there anything we did on Camille? We didn't. We took no actions, right? No actions. You adopted some minutes and yep. made one slight correction of some dates on the agenda, and that's it. Okay. Thank you. All right. Auburn University Communications. Hello, hello, happy Tuesday. Um, I know y'all are used to seeing Anna up here, but she could not make it today, so I'm filling in for her this week. I promise she will be back in a couple weeks. Um, my name's Olivia, by the way. So uh, to get us started, uh, big week for Auburn Athletics this week, starting with Auburn Women's Basketball, which uh, has a game against Bama tomorrow in the SEC Tournament at 1.30, and men's basketball, which has a game tomorrow against Mississippi State, hoping to clinch the SEC Championship at 8 p.m. Uh, baseball plays tonight, and then again tomorrow. Um, uh, gymnastics is hoping to earn a share of the SEC Championship on Friday. Softball and men's and women's tennis all play this weekend. So. Big week for Auburn Athletics. This is that fun time of year when there's lots of overlap with the sports. So please do support that if you can. Also, uh, Auburn's Political Science Department has uh, organized a panel of uh, department experts titled Understanding the War in Ukraine to provide students with uh, analysis <clears throat> and perspective on those events. Um, and so we're really proud that they were able to pull that together. Um, and then a COVID update, Auburn University has officially gone to optional masks this week and we are proceeding with spring break next week as scheduled. I know last year we didn't have spring break, so do enjoy the break from us and the, the no noise and the no, the no traffic. 
Um, and then lastly, uh, as he said, SGA's new executive officers were installed on Sunday, and we're very excited about that. And then uh, the previous Thursday, we had a chance to sit down at another city breakfast and introduce them to Mayor Anders and uh, City Manager Crouch, and it was great to uh, you know, know that we're going to be able to continue that partnership and to discuss the goals that we all have for the upcoming year. So thank you. Thank you, Olivia. Did, did a great job. All right. At this time, uh, we'll open it up for citizens' communications to the council and items on our agenda. This is specifically about items that are on our agenda tonight. Um, I think we have one item under ordinances that has a public hearing attached to that, and if you'd like to speak to us regarding that, please wait until that time. But anything else on our agenda you'd like to speak to, please come forward and give us your name and address for the record. And you have five minutes. Shouldn't need five minutes. Uh, I'd like to speak on item 9B of the, or, the ordinance here to change the time, uh, Gary Cantini 608 Owens Road. Um, I see that there, I guess the proposal is to move the city council and the committee the whole up by a half hour, I mean an hour. I've been in enough of these meetings over the last two or three years that I've been coming regularly and I see a lot of people who are obviously either get off work late or have out of town jobs coming in here at seven o'clock apologizing for barely making it in haven't had a chance to change whatever and I'm just afraid that if we move the time up an hour we may have a lot of our citizens who work out of town or have other issues may not be able to take a full advantage of addressing the council so I would request either keeping the time where it is or only moving up maybe a half hour instead of an hour thank you thank you anyone else okay we'll move forward city managers communications under city manager's communications this evening, we have the announcement of the following vacancies. One vacancy on the downtown design review committee. The six year term begins April 18th and ends April 17th, 2028. The appointment will be made at the April 5th meeting. I mean, sorry, the March 15th meeting. Two vacancies on the historic preservation commission. The three year terms begin April 21st and end April 20th, 2025. The appointments will be made at the April 5th meeting. And I'll go back and correct myself again. It is both appointments, all three of them actually at the April 5th meeting. My notes were incorrect. Okay. Other than my, um, my announcements that were a little rough, our first item of business is the consent agenda. Does any council member wish to remove an item from the consent agenda and deal with that item individually? Yes, 8D7, please. And 8D6, please. <clears throat> Anyone else? Okay, we'll start with 8D6, Ms. Crouch. Item 8D6 authorizes a contract with TTL Incorporated for construction materials testing and special inspection, inspection services for the soccer complex project in the amount of $32,500. for approval. Second. I have a motion and a second. Questions or comments? I'll turn this over to you, Kelly. Uh, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, I, I was just more curious than anything else. I have not seen a contract uh, for this particular service come before us uh, thus far. Uh, do we do a professional services agreement for every construction contract in terms of uh, inspection services? I don't, do we do one for the fire station, for example, or the, for actually for this for the public safety complex? There, there are various times in, in contracts I'll have the city engineer respond. And generally speaking, it depends on the project and the level of what needs to be done. It's, it's common um, even down to 
Um, the Wright Street Parking Deck Project would have had this. There are special inspections required by International Building Code that, that cannot be performed by our inspection services team. They have to be an independent um, arm's length uh, professional that does this. We also test all materials from steel to density of soils to other things, and you have a third-party firm do that. They spend time on site. Um, in this instance, TTL would be on site. They proofroll the parking lot. They're checking the strength of steel, di different densities of concrete and other things. That's as far as my city manager technical language can take you, but the city engineer, Fraser may have a few things to add. Uh, city manager is absolutely correct. And what the difference with this is that, as Megan mentioned, it does include things that are required by the building code, as well as some geotechnical testing. Um, for smaller projects, you don't see these because they're typically less than the threshold that you approve, but we have them on every single facilities project. We had a very, actually TTL was the third party inspector for this facility, but we had them for fire station six and we'll have them for all other facility projects. It means at times the contract thresholds $15,000 and sometimes it might be $5,000 worth of work they do for us and that goes in a in a general professional services budget line item that that resides in her department that's why you don't see it all the time but yeah it's very common on larger <coughs> projects these will always come to you okay that answered the question thank you yeah all right any other questions or comments from the council all right we have a motion and a second all in favor please say aye aye, aye. aye. Any, any opposed and that motion carries Item 8D7 authorizes a minimum contribution of $1.151 million over a five-year period to the Indian Pines Recreation Authority in partnership with the City of Opelika, Auburn University Regional Airport, Auburn University, Lee County Commission, and the Auburn Opelika Tourism Bureau to fund the necessary relocation of six golf course holes to facilitate the expansion of the runway safety area for the Auburn University Regional Airport. The cities of Auburn and Opelika jointly own this public golf course. The total cost of all proposed golf course improvements is $6,799,000. Move for approval. Second. All right, have a motion and a second. Mr. Parsons, I'll turn it over to you. Uh, yeah, I, I wanted to bring it off of the consent agenda so that the public are aware of this expenditure and if you could just expand upon the, the, the need for what we're doing uh, would be great. And I also have one question about connectivity after you've um, given an overview. Mayor Anders, would you like for me to proceed or would you like to give? You'll start. How about that? Uh, for, you know, a little more detailed information, there is um, at the re regional airport that we share, it, it, it benefits all of Lee County, it benefits economic development. Auburn University has many programs there. The Federal Aviation Administration is requiring an extended runway um, and basically for emergency reasons. Um, requiring that extended runway, the only place for that runway to go is through Country Club Road, which is shared by Auburn and Opelika, but the majority of it sits in Opelika and, in, and into the current Indian Pines public golf course. Um, Indian Pines was purchased in the 70s by the cities of Auburn and Opelika from the Sagahatchee Country mm -hmm. Club um, to have a very much needed public golf course um, shared by the two cities. So this project has been worked on for some time. There's a breakdown in your packets that the Federal Aviation Administration is is um, granting some funds toward this, and there's a big breakdown in the packets. But ultimately, it, it goes to um, people are sharing the expenses. Lee County has committed half a million dollars to date. It, you know, AO Tourism is committed $250,000. We're seeing slightly under half a million dollars from Auburn University itself on top of what the airport has garnered from the Federal Aviation Administration. And then 
cities of Auburn and Opelika are splitting the remaining difference. We have proposed to you to, to do this over a five-year time period so that annual payments coming out of the, the budget would be a little less than a $1.1 million hit. And so that, that is where it lands. We have been working, you know, remember our Indian Pines Recreation Authority Board, um, you have two members from Auburn, two from Opelika, and a member at large. Um, they do great work all the time, and they've maintained a great course. It's been open for everyone to play for many years. But at this juncture, and they're also committing half a million dollars, at this juncture this is beyond their bandwidth uh, financially. And to keep uh, the runway open with the size airplanes that come in today, this isn't for new planes. I don't want any misnomer that some 737 jet can now land in Auburn. That Well, it could land here. It probably couldn't get out if it came in light. Mm. Um, this, this notion is for the runway that we have at the length that we have today, and we'd actually have to probably restrict its length moving forward. So it's important for our area, and so that is why we are before you. And, Mayor, you may have a few things sure. to add. Thank you, Megan. You did a great job. Um, I really believe this is an important amenity to our community. Um, this golf course, and I've got our two Auburn, two of our Auburn members of the Indian Pines Advisory Board are here with us tonight. Um, but this golf course really meets the need of, of, of a lot of people in our community who probably don't belong to a private club and could only afford maybe to go to Robert Trent Jones a finite amount of times during the year. They can go out to Indian Pines. And if you go to Indian Pines, you're going to see all ages and stages and careers and races and interest. Uh, that descend on that course. They've had an incredible number of rounds that have been played in recent years, and uh, I believe it's a great, great recreational amenity to both of our communities. Um, the airport has no choice but to build this safety runway. The FAA is mandating this to happen, um, and there's only one path it can take, and it's across Country Club Road and Indian Pines. So this has been worked on for a long time, and um, we are here now at the final time where we've got to make some decisions and make this happen um, for the FAA's mandate as well as to get the golf course contract with a uh, builder and an architect moving ahead. Okay. Um, Cliff and Bob are here. Bob's a former council member uh, here, and he's willing to serve on this. Cliff has been on the Indian Pines Board for a number of years. Um, guys, I would, uh, with the blessing of the council, would one of y'all like to come forward? Is there anything we've missed tonight that you guys would like to add? <laughs> Much like the old uh, council chambers and police department it in, reached the end of its useful life, <clears throat> this is a magnificent facility, by the way. <laughs> Uh, Indian Pines golf course is, is, I mean, this is a blessing in disguise. The, uh, the irrigation system is way out of, out of date. Can't even get parts for it anymore. Golf is booming. Even during COVID, I got the, the numbers today from the pro. <clears throat> in uh, fiscal year 18 and 19, they had 38,400 rounds. 19 and 20, they had 44,500 rounds. And last year, 52,600. So even during COVID, people are playing golf. And this is a public facility that is available to everybody in the community at a fair price, at a, at a reasonable price. It's a great amenity for cities of Auburn and Opelika. And, uh, and it would be a shame to let it uh, die on the vine. And that's what it's doing now. But this, so, this is the, the FAA requiring uh, this property 
is really a, a blessing for the for the amenity because it's caused us to you know get everybody and everybody's participating both cities the county the university the airport and the facility itself is in good financial shape so we'll be able to pull our own weight so we appreciate it if you would approve this thank you bob i'm sure tommy will let you come up here and sit in your old chair if you want to <laughs> okay Bob, did we cover what you wanted us to do? Yes, thank you. I'm, I'm very okay. supportive of the project. Uh, one of the um, one thing that is happening um, in my role as a council member and my uh, somewhat uh, patchy uh, role as a member of the cycling community of this town is uh, the Country Club Road itself is going to be made, uh, will be closed, and there is... Uh, a concern among the cycling community that that particular connecting uh, uh, road serves uh, hundreds of cyclists in Opelika and Auburn and they're uh, hoping that there may be some way to uh, uh, get in a conversation with the right folk about making some type of connectivity still available either with pedestrians or cyclists <coughs> so that they're not forced with the option of having to negotiate Pepperell Parkway or Frederick Road to travel between the cities. If anybody has ever tried to do that on a bicycle, it, it, is, uh, it will um, make you a little anxious in, in some sections of the, of the commute. So um, I, I hope that I might be able to seek some guidance about um, making a conversation as this project um, uh, develops that that there is some consideration either from the city or from the board or uh, the the airport authority that we consider maintaining some type of safe connection between the cities for our cycling community okay thank you Bob anyone else on the council ever comment or question okay we have a motion a second all in favor please say aye Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Motion carries. Do we have a motion to approve the consent agenda? So moved. Second. I have a motion and a second to approve the balance of the consent agenda. All in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? And the consent agenda has been approved. Mayor, under ordinances this evening, item 9A authorizes a new commercial development agreement with RECS Flint's Crossing LLC for Flint's Crossing Shopping Center to be rebranded as The Plains. The agreement includes various shopping center improvements and a 22,000 square foot retail anchor tenant space that will include a new to market tenant. Unanimous consent is necessary and a public hearing is required. I'll introduce the ordinance and ask for unanimous consent. Second. I have a motion. Seconds. Anyone on the council have a problem moving forward with a vote on this this evening? Seeing and hearing none, we'll open the public hearing. If you'd like to address the city council, please come forward and give us your name and address for the record. Seeing no one, we'll close the public hearing. Um, I, before we, if any council members have any kind of questions or comments, I just want to say thank you to the city manager. Thank you to Kevin Howard. We're very excited. The, <clears throat> the business that will be going in there is Home Goods, and it's a, it's a retailer that Auburn has been um, talking to for a while, and we believe it's a great fit for our community um, and will be something that our citizens will be very excited about. So thank you all for your hard work on this. Mayor, if I may add, this is um, this is our second attempt at this business. It was a COVID victim in a slightly different location. 
Um, and we were near the finish line, and we're very appreciative of Home Goods and this developer for continuing to pursue them. Um, Auburn is is a good market, and we're excited to have them here. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying all that. Absolutely. All right. Any comments or questions regarding this? Okay. Hearing none, Lindsay, with a roll call. Dawson? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yes, ma'am. <clears throat> yes, ma'am. Larson? Yes. Smith? Yes, ma'am. Taylor? Yes. Witten? Yes. Yes. Item 9B, amend City Code Chapter 2, Rules of Procedure for City Council Meetings to change the time starting the City Council Meetings from 7 p.m. to 6 p.m., beginning with the May 3rd, 2022 City Council Meeting. Unanimous consent is necessary. I'll introduce the ordinance and ask for unanimous consent. Second. Right, we have a motion and a second. Does anyone on the council have a problem moving forward with a vote on this this evening? Seeing and hearing none, is there any discussion or questions? I, I do want to address, we had a citizen um, bring this up, and I think the important thing to recognize is, the, from my perspective, it's nice to move up an hour. Um, being a parent of two teenagers at home, it's sometimes hard to get home at 9 o'clock at night, and they're already tucked in the bed and so when you end your day not seeing your kids it's kind of hard so I appreciate the extra hour I know most people do in their days <clears throat> at 5 or 5 30 and the beauty of our meetings is that they can now be streamed or are streamed online social media the radio and whatnot so hopefully that still leaves an option for people to stay engaged I'd also like to add if I may sure. that uh, speaking to Gary um, uh, just for your information, as a council member, I have not received any uh, negative response uh, via email, and I'm, I can't speak for every council member, but generally we're grouped together when people do correspond to us as a whole, and I, have, I haven't received any negative uh, response from the public. And Mayor, if I may, if you choose to make this change this evening, this <coughs> runs through this council term, and it will be up in November. Of, of this year in 2022 when the next city council is sitting if they it'll be up to them as to what time their meetings start so this is a, a change that would only last from may through um, you are the lucky winners you have the first meeting in november is still this city council because of the way the dates fall so it would be the second meeting in november before anything could be considered for a change and these changes would take place the first meeting in may that is correct, and the reason is we have Planning Commission advertising deadlines for a number of public hearings that run through um, the City Council's purview, and to make sure we could catch all those deadlines, there's there's a two-month lag in that, and that's also giving us plenty of time to notice the public, radio stations, those who do um, um, transcription for our meetings, all those folks to get everybody rescheduled and reorganized. Uh, Echo and Bob, the same thing I've heard, too, is uh, folks are in favor of moving it up just so they have time to attend and then can get home for dinner or it seems that, or for folks that have to be here, they don't have to be here till midnight or later. So I've not heard anything negative about changing the time. I also want to say that, you know, I appreciate <clears throat> the time change myself because I have a mentally ill sister that I see about and it's sort of hard to leave her there, especially when we have these late night meetings and we have long council meetings and we have gotten out, you know, um, nine, 10 o'clock and to have her there by herself that long, uh, it, it has bothered me over the years. So I, I appreciate the whoever came up with this um, idea of changing the time because it not only helped people with children, but it also helped people who have other 
issues going on in their household. And uh, just to add to that, I have came home at 10 o'clock at night and my sister done wandered off. So it, this would really, really help me as far as the time chain go. So Good. I, I, I do appreciate it. This council made a decision when we were first sworn in to um, avail our public a number of opportunities to speak to us. And um, that is very positive but it has extended the length of our meetings. There's no question about it. And um, it's my belief that just the practical side of this, that we're better council people when we're not as tired. And when you're here at nine and 10 o'clock at night, um, sometimes it takes a little more diligence to concentrate and stay with there, all the conversations that are going on. So I believe this is worth trying and see if we can even be a little more efficient because we're a little more awake and we're not quite as uh, fatigued as some of the deeper decisions occur late in our meetings sometimes when there's some serious conversations that go on and the community, the community wants to speak to us. So I'm a big believer in at least giving this a shot. Okay. All right. Anyone else? Okay. Lindsay with the roll call. Yes. Griswold. Yes, ma'am. Hovey. Yes, ma'am. Parsons. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Taylor. Yes. Bitten. Yes. Dawson? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Mayor, we have no resolutions this evening, so those are all the items of business we have for you. Okay. Now's an opportunity for the uh, Citizens Open Forum. This is your opportunity to speak to the City Council about anything that is on your mind. We'd ask that you please come forward and give us your name and address for the record, and remember that you have three minutes. Good to see y'all again. My name is Robert Wilkins, 261 Denson Drive, Auburn, Alabama. <clears throat> As y'all can guess, I want to talk about the ordinance 3288. I think it's an end of an era of the Auburn conservative uh, guest houses. Um, five of you uh, voted to uh, go for the ordinance. I have no problem with the ordinance. I have problem with the specification of one half of the city not being allowed to um, operate an Airbnb or an Vibro and so forth. The ordinance itself, there should be some rules, um, so forth. But to give you an example of the kind of people, uh, I've done it before, but I wanted to go again, is this person says, my name is Angela, my husband, our two kids who are both at Auburn University, my youngest sister, her husband, with two-year-old twin boys, want to uh, do a reservation for graduation weekend. Our parents live about two blocks from your home. We will be in two different SUVs. We would like to stay at your lovely home. Then they, <clears throat> we respond back and of course say that we'll be happy to baby proof the house since we have an upstairs and a downstairs. And then when they come, we actually give them a tour of the house. Uh, we show them that the refrigerator's full of uh, breakfast items that they can cook, uh, places where we've got a piano and a guitar they can play. We try to make it as homey as possible. Uh, Auburn does not provide that anymore. Uh, in the conservative areas, period. So you're taking something away that represents Auburn, and this does represent Auburn. Um, uh, uh, the people who voted against it, of course, was uh, you, Mayor Ron Anders, um, Councilwoman uh, Connie Taylor, uh, Councilman uh, Kelly Griswold, uh, Councilman Bob Parson, uh, Councilman uh, Tommy Dawson, uh, voted in this kind of atmosphere. Uh, what did you destroy? You destroyed a quiet community, I mean a family atmosphere in the Auburn uh, community that we could share with the outside world. Uh, loss of income to the city, county, state, and tourists. I paid three times more in taxes than I did 
in my um, um, property tax, couldn't think. Uh, 151 members, uh, or sorry, families, lost their income. Y'all spent three years on this ordinance that was actually the same ordinance as the 1999. I know you were praising each other, saying that we've accomplished a lot. I'm not sure what you accomplished, except you took away 151 families. <clears throat> um, the five council members that voted uh, based it on no data. You had no data when you made that decision. I don't know of anything that happened. Did you have a lot of complaints? Did you have a lot of things? Never, never heard of that, any, any kind of data. Uh, the mayor's task force was, um, I consider as weak as the southern, as, as the weakest southern tea I've ever drank. Uh, no recommendations at all. Uh, none of the 150 members. Please wrap it up. Okay. Um, so anyway, I would like to uh, uh, get y'all to reconsider. Just add, I mean, take, add, take away the portion about us, okay? Thank you. Who would be next? Okay. Is there a move to adjourn? So moved. We're adjourned.